Good morning, Booker Joe. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Please help yourself to coffee and to donuts. A big thank you as always to our generous anonymous sponsor who has sponsored the Zeich Nishmas Alter Shlomo Ben Pinchas. We are in the home stretch of Mesila Susharam. The great Ramchal has for us laid out a formula charting a path towards a better and best version of ourselves. If we simply adhere and listen, if we simply are mindful and follow through on the advice and the wonderful guidance that he gives, how to live a life of Zahiris and Zerizus and Nikias and so on, how to be mindful, live with alacrity and enthusiasm and all of the different steps. We last left off that among the Midos of Chasidus, among the qualities, how to be a Chassid, how to live a life of righteousness, how to not only be good, but how to strive for great. He told us the Mafsidei HaChasidus. person can have all the noble ambition, all the amazing goals in the world. person can know exactly who they want to be and how they want to live. And yet, there are impediments and obstacles. There are things that get in the way, and among them are tirdos and daigos. Worry, fear, anxiety is the feeling we have to do it all ourselves. We have to take it all on ourselves, that we alone and we exclusively are responsible. And the Ramchal Rav Moshe Chaim tells us exactly the opposite. You know what can enable us to be our best selves? When we let go and let God. When we stop gripping so tightly, thinking that we're in charge, we're in control, we are the arbiters of our own destiny that swell with pride when we're successful or beat ourselves up unfairly when we fail, but to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu to defer, to surrender, and to submit to Him. And we left off, that's what Chazal said, that we have to put in our effort, but it's already been determined that Rosh Hashanah, exactly how much we'll make this year. When we have ruthless competition with others, when we go to battle and fight with others, when we market unfairly because we think it's the only way that we're going to earn a living, then we in fact are failing to have faith in Hashem because nobody could touch what's coming to us. You could have a hundred competitors who do the exact same thing as you and no one can touch what's meant to be for you. Kodesh Baruch has designated for us what we have, what will be the best for us, what we have coming to us, what's right for us. And our job is to go earn it, is to go work for it and to not get in the way of it. But the moment that we were to compete ruthlessly, the moment we were to market unfairly, the moment that we were to bend the rules or be dishonest or squeeze others, acting as if only if we do that can we earn what we want to have, we've cut Hashem out of the picture. Then we're living without faith altogether. The truth is, says the Ramchal, and listen to this very, very important idea. Says the Ramchal, the truth is, the way Hashem designed the world, in theory we could have sat idly. A person could wake up in the morning and daven that Hashem make the man descend on us, as if let the bread fall from heaven. A person could sit and do nothing and simply rely entirely on Hashem and surrender to Him. However, because of a failure of our father, Adam Arishon, we continue to suffer the curse of that we have to work and we have to sweat and we have to toil in order to earn. And therefore, listen to this formula. In other words, Hashem decided at the beginning of the year how much you're going to make. He happened to have designed a world in such a way that the only way to access that account, the only way for that money to come in, the key to unlock it is to work, is to do a shtadlis, is to take initiative. But the initiative doesn't correlate with the results. 
the initiative or the necessary prerequisite, they are the key to unlock the results. But the results are because that's what Hashem designated for us. It's like a tax you have to pay. It's like the key you have to use to unlock. I've given the marshal many times. You could win the lottery. And let's say you won the Powerball a few weeks ago. You have $2 billion coming to you. Okay, so you come to the lottery and you say, I had the winning numbers. They say, that's nice. Where's the ticket? I say, why do I have to turn in the ticket? I had the winning numbers. It's mine. I'm entitled. I'm, it's the right. And they say, that's nice, but you can't get it. We won't wire it to you. You can't transfer it to you unless you turn in the ticket. Hishtadlis for us is turning in the ticket. That's the effort that we have to make. But it doesn't necessarily correlate with the results. Kodesh Baruch Hu has designated winnings for us. They have our name. They're in our name. They are meant and designed and designated for us. But the key to unlock them, the way we access them, is the initiative, is the shtadlis that we take. This is very, very important to remember and realize because it affects the whole way we lead our lives. I have a brother-in-law who's a lawyer, and he's been telling me for years. He asked every now and then, go out and drum up business. You got to network, you got to drum up business, you got to be a rainmaker. He says every time he does it, he lives in Eretz he flies in in order to make that effort. And he says invariably, every time he does it, when he comes back, all of a sudden work comes in. And it is almost never from the initiative that he took. He had meetings, he made phone calls, he forwarded emails, he networked, he tried to drum up business. And almost always it's successful, but not from the steps that he took. It's just that we have to take initiative. That is the kanas. That was the punishment of Adam Arishon, that we have to make effort. We make an effort. We make an effort. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings the results, but the results don't necessarily correlate with the effort that we make. Al-Kain Amru, Yochala Filo Yoshev Batel, Tamad Lomar, You might think a person could sit and not do anything. You could be passive, and yet the livelihood, the income would flow. Tamad Lomar, the Gemara says, Torah says, in Dvarim, In all your actions that you do. It's like when we stood at the sea and the Jewish people were boxed in. See in front of us, the Egyptians in pursuit behind us started davening from the bottom of our hearts. And Hashem through Moshe Rabbeinu says, what, what are you doing? Davening is lovely. We daven with our words, but we also daven with our deeds. You daven with your words, but we daven with our actions. Our words, we sit, we say Tehillim, we sit and we have kavana in our davening. We sit, we talk to Hashem, we confide in Hashem, we surrender to Hashem. But you also have to show Hashem we've got skin in the game. You've got to take initiative. We've got to go to work. Now, why is all this critically important? Because it's true. Because it says it in Mesil Sasharim. But it also changes our mindset. Because while we're taking the initiative, it's so much more pleasant. And we can do it without a sense of fear and worry and anxiety, without ruthless competition, without ruthless unfair marketing, without ruthless negotiation, without ruthless stepping on others or squeezing others because we realize we're just doing the initiative because that's what we have to do. But the results are coming from him. So the initiative doesn't have to include things that are not the best version of us. The initiative should not include things that won't make him proud of us. We think, well, if it's all up to me, then I've got to go to the end of the earth. Then I've got to be relentless and ruthless and press and push. But if I realize the initiative is not that it's all up to me, the initiative is just the design of the world. It's the key to unlock this incredible storehouse of bracha that's waiting. Then I can do it with a smile. 
and I can do it with joy, and I can do it without fear, and I can do it with kindness. Chazanish writes in his Amuna Bitachum, Chazanish writes, if you really believe in Hashem, he gives a mushal. This mushal came true several years ago in New York, but he gives a mushal. Competitor, whatever story you run, opens opposite you, and the competitor asks you for help. If you believe your initiative is what brings about your results, and now you're competing for the same customer, the same client, and now you have to worry and fear that this competitor is going to take away your parnasa, so you're not going to help him. Help him. You're out of your mind. You're going to drive him out of business. You're going to drop your prices so he can't even compete. You're going to do whatever you have to to keep your customers. But if you really have a moon in Hashem, if you really cast your lot on Hashem, if you really submit and surrender that everything we have comes from Hashem, then you walk across the street, you greet your competitor and you say, how can I help you? Do you need a number of a marketing? Per- what do you need? What can I do to help you? In Brooklyn, several years ago, there was a fish store that burned to the ground. There was a fire. And around the corner, there was another kosher fish store. It's Brooklyn, probably every block. And the competitor around the corner said, until your store is back up and running, why don't you come and operate out of my store? We'll have two competing stores within one store. You don't have to pay any overhead. Don't pay any rent. He was given an award by uh, a council member in, in Brooklyn for that wonderful act. But isn't that bringing this chazanish to life? That fish store owner understood, whatever Hashem decided on Rosh Hashanah I'm going to get, I'm going to get. And if I bring a competitor into my store, I'm not less likely to get it. I'm more likely to get it. Because that's going to make Hashem really proud. And if I squeeze him while he's down and out, if I say, ooh, a fire burnt down, he can't operate for a little while, let me, let me go get all of his clients in a way they'll never go back to him. Is that going to make Hashem proud? Is that the best version of me? It's not going to add more to my income. That was already determined on Rosh Hashanah. So this mindset is so critically important to how we go about our business and how we go about our life. To not think it's all up to me, swell with pride, I'm successful, I'm macho, I'm killing it, nor to beat ourselves up if in business something failed or flopped or it didn't work out. We try our hardest, we take our initiative, we do what we're meant to do within the boundaries of appropriateness and what will give pride to Hashem. And then we let go and it's up to Him. We realize since Rosh Hashanah, it's already been determined what we're going to earn and what we're going to make this year. The initiative, it's a concession. It's what we have to do to turn the key, to unlock the door, to get what's coming to us. It's a concession. We have to take the initiative. But the initiative and the results don't correlate. What correlates is my amuna, my faith, Hashem, I trust, I believe, I know it all comes from you. And I know you determined already what's right, what's best. And I know no one can touch what's coming to me. All the competitors in the world, all the bad clients, no, no one can touch what's coming to me. I just have to do my part. I have to take my initiative. I have to daven. I have to act like a mensch. I do my part. I'll get what's coming to me. If I put that faith in Hashem, I can become a chassid. Because what is an impediment to being a chassid is worry, fear, anxiety, thinking I'm in control. Real Amuna says the chazanish. Amuna is not that in shul you shuckled the longest or the hardest. Amuna is not that you had the longest shmon in shul. And then you were the most ruthless business person when you left shul. Amuna is not about what you do in shul. It's when you hit the marketplace, what kind of business person are you? Do you realize and believe and surrender that it all comes from him? What we're doing is just a concession. Continue with living with Amuna. 8.45 tonight, 9 p.m. We're going behind the beam with Ambassador David Friedman for a great conversation about diplomacy, the Abraham Accords, the move of the embassy, his message to other rabbis' children, and much, much more. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay... Holy.